this is true buds that mary jane now we ain't new to this for my stoners and for my cannabis enthusiasts never heard a show as good as this yeah number one it's the best bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis business owners to growers even artists you know of so sit back and just roll up the perfect show for my smokers true buds Welcome to the True Buds Show podcast. It's your buddy and host, Jack Woltering, where I interview people in the cannabis space from business owners, growers, entrepreneurs, whoever it may be. We chill, we have a fun talk, laugh, enjoy ourselves while also learning, staying educated and medicated. We got a cool guest here today, the first guest from Canada. Brandy is baked. You can go follow her on IG. Or go check out her podcast, Brandy is Baked, on an Apple podcast. You know what I'm saying there. And I had her on because I really wanted to talk to a guest in the Canadian market. Like, I've read some stuff, I've heard some stuff, but I wanted to hear from somebody who's worked there and is still working in the game, knows the ins and outs of the business. So I'm thrilled to talk about that today. And I think you're going to enjoy it, whether you're just curious, whether you're traveling there whether you're looking for some potential uh, business opportunities there, whatever it is, come chill today, light one up, hang out on the True Buds show. Oh, one more thing. This episode is brought to you by True Buds TV, the True Buds pack. Get the fanny pack, put your pack in there, put your pen in there. There's so many pockets to put goodies. Go grab a True Buds TV pack, support True Buds TV and the True Buds show, and I'll keep showing some love. Let's get in. It's good to have you here today. I'm, yeah, excited. I'm excited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> likewise, likewise. So, yeah, um, I just want to kind of start out talking about kind of your journey in the uh, cannabis space or just in general, kind of like when you started smoking. I know you've had a couple different jobs in the space from checking out your podcast. For uh, sure. And we'll dive into the podcast and kind of what you got going on there because it'll be cool for some people to check out. Yeah, sounds great. Um, so my journey with cannabis, I've been a cannabis user since I was in my teens. Um, kind of noticed around like 16 that cannabis kind of helped me self-medicate with anxiety and depression. And um, I grew up in British Columbia, which is kind of like the weed capital of Canada. So um, it was always around and it was just kind of a normal part of life. Uh, and then as I grew up, I kept using it Um and then just pre-legalization, I was working, I used to work as a dog trainer and I was working with um, a specialist hospital and it was just kind of draining on my mental health, just seeing like sick animals and abused animals. It was just kind of too much. So I took a bit of a break and I went out to BC before legalization and we have some um, like gray market dispensaries that they kind of find a loophole in the regulations and they were allowed to, to be open. Um, so I went into there and it was my first experience ever going into a store and buying cannabis. And it was like amazing. So uh, I thought it was really cool. And then I, I'd asked some questions about the products and they didn't really know anything. And I was like, oh, this is such a, a cool experience, but it could be so much better if these people could answer my questions. So I was like, that's what I want to do. So I went home, researched how to get into the cannabis industry, got all my paperwork in order. And then um, just before it was legalized in Canada, signed on with a company, worked uh, in the recreational market for a while. Then I jumped to the medical side as a cannabis educator in a clinic, which was really great. Um, but it just, I think the medical side, since recreational has been legal, it's it's kind of fading a little bit. So I uh, got back into recreational worked as a bud tender for a bit, and now I do education and training coordinator for um, a corporation and franchise. 
Very cool. Yeah. So, um, so with that, with it becoming recreational, um, I know here in California, there's some benefits still to getting the medicinal card, the mm-hmm. medical card. Um, are there things like that where you are? Is it a little cheaper? Are there some tax incentives for the medical patients? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, definitely some benefits medically. I, I still try to shop medically as much as I can, too, because there are the tax benefits. I'm not sure what the laws in California are, but uh, in Canada, you can claim a certain amount of your medical cannabis on your uh, income tax. And then um, also it is uh, cheaper for on the medical side for the most part. There is a lot of consistency, too. So if there's like a specific product that you want, um, rec- recreationally it gets sold out, but medically... Um, depending on the producer you're with, you'll find the consistency. Some have kind of, kind of failed their medical patients and just focusing on rec. So you'll see some of the the supply go down a bit, but for the most part, if you're with a a good producer, you're going to have that consistency. Um, and then as well, like if you are legitimately treating your medical issues with cannabis, going to see a doctor is always the best option because they have those specialists there that can help you. So um, in a clinic here, you'll meet with a doctor, they'll go over your health record and make sure that you're a right fit for medical cannabis. And then you'll sit down with a, a cannabis educator and they'll show you what what products to use. They'll educate you on terpenes, cannabinoids, the all the different benefits for um, medical. And then as well, uh, some producers offer compassion pricing so you can get up to 30% off of your cannabis if you make uh, under a certain income monthly or yearly, I guess. Very cool. And, and that's like your yeah. job description kind of you're saying is kind of just the educational aspect. So everybody knows what they're getting into and how to understand the lingo and how everything's breaking down kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what I did when I was at the clinic. Um, my role now is uh, I I do all of our courses. We have a really great education program with the company that I'm with. So we do courses all about cannabis, the different producers, Um so I take care of that. I help uh, educate all of our corporate and franchise stores about new products that are coming out, about cannabis. I help with some of the training, um, setting up some in-store education sessions, working closely with the licensed producers just to make sure that, um, you know, all of our franchise and corporate stores are up to date with all the current knowledge on cannabis and the different brands and regulations. Very cool. That sounds pretty uh, like you got a lot of work in there. Yeah, a lot of moving, yeah. a lot of moving pieces in the yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, always a few projects on the go, but I'm so grateful to be able to work in cannabis. I not ever did I think that this is something that I'd be able to do legally. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, with it being legal, in the it was 2018, like beginning of the year for you guys, right? Yeah, uh, uh, so October 17th, 2018. Oh dang! Wow, I'm off. Yeah. So it hasn't <laughs> even been that hasn't even been that long. Yeah. Huh? And we just, um, so edibles, concentrates, and topicals, we just got legislation passed October 17th, 2019 to sell those. And then um, they had to go through a 60-day waiting period to be approved by Health Canada before they could start selling them. So about mid-January, we saw the first uh, set of edibles come out. And then now we're starting to see like topicals and, and concentrates. And can you just order those online or do you still have to go to the store? Is like, what, is there any shipping like that allowed? Yeah. So each, um, each province in Canada will have uh, their own, um, I guess, government website. So in Alberta, it's albertacannabis.org. And then you uh, create an account and then you can go and you can order your products on there and then they'll ship it to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. We've got, we have some like, 
gray market slash illegal dispensaries that you can order online to you um, and you can have them delivered to your house. But I know that they're kind of cracking down on that and trying to trying to eliminate that. So they can make it all legit. Huh? What What's your favorite way to smoke or do you like edibles more? Or? I like a joint or, yeah, or a bong. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love bong rips, but I got really sick like three years ago. I had really bad pneumonia. And ever since then, I can't rip a bong like I used to. So I think joints are kind of my preferred method. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I've been doing a bong more lately, but yeah. a nice chase. I love the edibles too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been getting some interesting ones out here. I'm always trying to try the new stuff, see what it's about. What would you say like for an eighth out there and a dispensary? Um, what, what do you say is, I know there's different price points here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what would you say for like a good, good eighth or like some good edibles? Like I find edibles out here to be usually around like 15 to 30 ish sometimes, depending what it is. But how many milligrams do you get for that? Um, they have the, it's like a hundred milligram law. Wow. I passed a couple of years ago. So yeah. um, that's really awesome. So in Canada, our laws state that we can only have 10 milligrams per package. Uh, so that's kind of frustrating. So for me, I, I don't really use a lot of edibles just because sure. that 10 milligram mark doesn't really work for me. So I have to buy a whole bunch of them. Um, but any 10 milligrams can go anywhere from about $7 to $15 Canadian. Um, we did just get this new product on the market though. It's, um, it's by Verivel and it's these water soluble drops. So it's, um, 400 drops in a bottle and 400 milligrams of either THC, CBD or both. And you can just mix them into your drink and, uh, they work within 15 to 30 minutes, which is pretty cool. So I picked some of those up yesterday and uh, I think that's really going to be a game changer for edibles, especially for people with a higher tolerance. Yeah, those are my favorite is like the tinctures. And like, I know out here, too, they found like a loophole. The people who do the pills and stuff or the tablets, mm-hmm. they can do up to like 250 milligrams in their containers. But I know here, too, that that's crazy about the 10 milligrams, though, because I know here they have to be 100 milligram total for the like regular edibles and broken into 10 milligram increments. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough to just you have to buy a lot of those little. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And it's like a lot of sugar, a lot of chocolate. You know, you don't want to eat like five bars just to get high so yeah that's where i got these tasty emerald sky peanut butter cups and they oh, taste delicious good. but they're five milligrams a piece i'm eating like six of them I'm like, okay <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i'm always always trying to try the new stuff and what's the um what's the vape scene like out there i was just puffing on mine a second ago I'm yeah i saw that I, I i should have brought mine um so Vapes, we came, they came out probably mid-January as well because they were passed with that 2019 legislation. Um, they kind of held back for a bit in Alberta. I, we got them in spring because um, the Alberta uh, governing body for cannabis, they were unsure about what the safety precautions were going to be like and if they were going to have any bad um, health effects. So they kind of held off on that a little bit. And then they are talking about in Alberta specifically, I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but adding a 20% vape tax for all vape products, um, which is pretty, pretty crazy. So that hasn't happened yet. And it was supposed to happen in April. And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic that they held off doing that. But um, yeah, vaping, it's, it's not very affordable. I find that a lot of the prices are pretty high. So I think that um, people are still kind of going to the black market for that, which is unfortunate. 
because there's been so many studies showing that, you know, all the, the health concerns around the illicit vapes. So uh, hopefully they'll kind of fix that like they did with the flower. We, we saw some, some kinks at the beginning. So it is quite new. So I'm hoping that, that we'll see some improvement soon. Yeah, that'd be crazy. The 20% to, like you said, just yeah. driving people to get the black market. So it kind of mm-hmm. doesn't make much sense for yeah. But damn, 20%. I know tax out here can vary too, but what's what's the tax out there if you're just buying some flour around? Um, so in Alberta, it's 5%, I believe. And then um, in other parts of the country, it can be as high as 13%, I believe. Okay. So it kind of ranges. And can you go, are you able to have a certain amount of plants that you're growing in your house per household? Yeah, so uh, you can have four four plants per household in Canada. If you want more, um, if you're a medical patient, you can get um, some paperwork with your doctor and the government stating that you can grow um, more plants, but it just depends on how many grams per day your doctor has allotted for you. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have you grown at all? I haven't. I want to. I just haven't had the space yet, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, that soon. What about you? Do you grow? Um, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the yeah. same boat. I'm like, I really, really want to, but it's just not too feasible right now in my apartment. So yeah, I saw like there's, um, I think it's like stealth box or something. It looks like a mini fridge and you can grow a couple plants in there. So I've been like looking at, at getting that, but it's a bit of an investment. So I'm still I know that it would pay off on the in the end with how much I I consume, um, but it's like that initial startup. So, yeah, the, I'm in the same boat because I've been checking out some products like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't reached out to too many, but who knows? You as well, um, with the podcast, might and everything you got going on could potentially work something out. That's that's when I'll get one. Is when a company approaches me or I approach them and we can figure something out that's beneficial yeah, for the both a smart of us. Yeah, so. sure. Now with, with the podcast how long have you had that going on um so I released it on 420 this year so not too long I've been working on it for like eight months uh it just kind of took me some time to really like commit to it and and get it out there and it's it's I guess a little bit nerve-wracking putting yourself out there like that but uh you know I was spending all this time at home for the last couple months I was just like you know now's the best time so uh, it's been a lot of fun and and I'm really enjoying it. So it's definitely something I'm gonna keep keep doing. Yeah, I've had, I've had the pleasure of checking out one of your episodes. I really like your um, artwork too. It's cool. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, um, the brandy is baked. Everybody check it out. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> so yeah, props to that. Yeah, I. Um, um, did you have a? Sorry, how, I was just gonna ask how you how you had it done or um, on your artwork, your key art for your channel or podcast. Yeah, I actually just uh, went on to Fiverr and um, looked at some artwork and I found an artist there. And I wish that I, I knew his name off the top of my head. He doesn't have Instagram or any social media, um, but he did a really great job. So I was really impressed with it. Yeah, I've worked, I've gone through them a lot too. And it's and I've felt the same way sometimes because I order it through there and I people are asking me, I'm like, oh, I got it through there. I don't remember his name, but he yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what do you plan on or how often do you plan on releasing on the uh, Brandy is Bake podcast? So I try to do it once a week. Um, I've been a little bit behind this week, just some uh, some stuff going on, getting ready to move. Um, but I'm planning on doing it for, for once a week. I'm hoping to do about 20 episodes, take a bit of a break, and then uh, plan some new content and then get back at it. Nice, nice. Congrats on the move. It's always a... Thanks. 
pain. It's always a pain in the ass for me, but it always feels good settling in somewhere totally. new. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, how far away are you moving from where you are now? Uh, I'm not exactly sure yet. I'm still kind of looking for a place. Um, I'm hoping like to stay in the same area, so hopefully not too far, just a couple blocks. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people moving right now this time, even with uh, everything going on. I know uh, my lady and I were thinking about doing the same thing, but we're like, we'll hold off a little while. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not the the most ideal time to move. That's for sure. And that, and then um, dispensaries and everything are all rocking out there too, right? With the whole COVID going on and everything. Yeah, some of them have chosen to close their doors uh, and are starting to reopen, but the majority of them have stayed open at uh, maybe some some limited hours at the beginning, but um, most are open. I know the company that I work for, we have. Uh, we're approaching 50 stores across the country and oh, wow. we only had one in Ontario shut down and that was when it was government mandated. So, um, at least the company I work for, they've, they've done a lot in, uh, terms of, of safety, putting up shields and barriers and getting, uh, you know, more people hired. So people are in the store, less shorter shifts. Um, so it's been really great. We haven't had anyone lose their jobs. Um, and we've definitely seen like a 30% increase in sales since COVID. So, people want their weed right now. <laughs> That's what I've been hearing too. Yeah. It, 50 stores is pretty serious. Is that one of the uh, bigger, is it a, yeah. like yeah, franchise so, or chains or? Yeah, we are the largest, um, the largest company in Canada and we do, we have corporate stores and we have franchise stores. So we're estimated to be at over a hundred stores within the next, I think, 18 months. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. serious. That's serious. Yeah. I know the I know the big one out here is the Medmen. I don't know how many they have. I know they had to shut some recently with everything going on. But yeah, that's a that's a nice amount of stores. That's yeah. fast fast growing. You got in at a good time with that definitely. company too, then, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm very grateful that I got into cannabis at or recreational cannabis at the beginning because I think it just really um, puts all of us that that did get in in at the beginning in a really great spot. Now, um what would you what would positions would you say are like being hired for the most right now applies like bud tenders and delivery drivers so definitely bud tenders um delivery are each province has different regulations for that and i believe that only two so saskatchewan and ontario are allowing delivery right now um ontario is doing it temporarily because of covid saskatchewan was uh doing it pre-covid um so definitely like a lot of bud tenders and that's about it. I think bartenders are really what they're hiring right now. Uh, a lot of the sales reps and LPs are, they've laid, they've had to do a lot of layoffs and they're not coming. LPs aren't coming to the stores right now uh, just because, you know, they're trying to avoid contact. So um, the, the bud tender recreational side of it is, is seems to be thriving though, just because like I said, um, hiring more people and, and then some people choosing not to work. So there's been a lot of positions open. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been working through the whole thing, huh? Yeah. Sure, I think cool, good, good for yeah. you, good for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely grateful to still have my job. Yeah, for sure, and that's where it's cool too to have like a podcast and like, you know, be working on your content even during this time. It's just like cool to have something to focus on and pour the energy into on the side or full time or however anybody's doing it out here. Yeah, absolutely. If it honestly, if it wasn't for you know what I've been doing on the side, I probably would have gone crazy during this uh, <laughs> quarantine. So. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I really want to check out Canada. I've heard great things. 
Um, I have heard something that I uh, don't know if it's true though. Um, back in the day, I got a DUI, so I heard I'm not going to be allowed in. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm so not I was too like, sure. I was like, I don't know. I, I've just had some friends say that, like really hardcore. I was like, it was the first day of junior summer in high school. But yeah, I was an idiot. But I was like, I heard that. I was like, oh damn, that's pretty crazy. I think maybe I, I'm not. I'm not positive, but I'm just guessing. I think if it was before you were 18, it's okay. But I think after it might be an issue. But I, I'm not too sure. But that's so so silly. <laughs> like, uh, you know, a mistake you make when you're young, and now you can't go well, into. Hopefully, Canada. I was under 18, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what's crazy? To... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Was, you know what's crazy out here with this whole with the whole COVID situation is they've like redone some laws so you can buy like margaritas and stuff to go. So now it's like cool to have an open container. I'm like, that seems like a weird thing to pass. Yeah, it's really interesting how like some laws on alcohol seem to be so like carefree. I know we have a, a park here in the city that I live in that they're allowing like open liquor in a park. But in the city that I live in, you cannot use cannabis in public. Uh, you can only use it on a private space. So it's it's really interesting, like the different, um, or I guess like the contradictions between the two. Yeah, that's what I've, uh, I was smoking in Vegas and I can't, did a podcast like, oh, you can't smoke on the streets in Vegas. I was like, well, I was, but you know, Ve- Vegas, everybody's drinking on the street. So it's like a similar thing. I'm like, the, it's just probably going to take some years for everything to add up and yeah, I'm okay. That surprises me about Vegas. So I was actually supposed to go there a few weeks ago, but obviously the trip got canceled. But uh, I'm glad to know that now for when I reschedule the trip, because me and my friends definitely would be like walking down the strip, popping on a joint. So I, I was, I was fine. So yeah. maybe that was, I hadn't done the uh, backup research. So maybe the, yeah. just, a, <laughs> would that be your, do you come to the States often? No, I haven't been since I was quite young. Um, I actually went to my uncle's wedding when I was like 12. And then other than that, just uh, when, when traveling to other countries, just layovers. So, but I definitely want to come out to California and check out the, the cannabis scene out there. I think it was, and the ocean, weed in the ocean, my two favorites. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice combo. Yeah. It's really, uh, really cool scene out here. Like um, they're still getting it together. Like you were saying, you know, with just becoming recreational, there's things people got to figure out how to, run things right because here too the um black market gray market they're all thriving pretty good like just yeah. because but from taxes to for other reasons too to laws and stuff so it'll be interesting to see the way things keep kind of panning out and yeah yeah here too um at the you know a lot of people are still going to the black market especially at the beginning when cannabis was legal Due to our regulations, it sat in warehouses for a long time before it was shipped to the stores. So you'd get an abundance of dry product. And it was like, it was bad. You'd open a container and it would be like dust. So it kind of set up the, I guess, like first impression of recreational cannabis, not very good. And then the prices, some of the prices are pretty ridiculous to get like premium, good quality, like quad grade bud. You're paying a decent amount and people don't want to pay that when they can go and get it on the black market for half the price so yeah I feel that I feel that yeah Yeah. (laughs) I've on this podcast too and some other videos I've talked about a fair amount is the canopy growth corporation Mm -hmm. um they're based out of Canada if I'm not mistaken but I've just been doing some uh investing in their stuff and keeping up with them for the past months and uh what do you do you know anything about them or what what kind of what are your thoughts if you do 
Yeah, so they're uh, they're a big producer here. They are in Ontario, um, and then they've got like a couple different different brands. So they got Tweed, uh, DNA Genetics, TWD, which is kind of their their low to mid range, and then they do uh, LBS, which is Leaves by Snoop. Um, so Leaves by Snoop and DNA are kind of their like premium, and then Tweed is their mid range, and then TWD is their uh, their like value brand. Dang, uh, Snoop's out there, huh? Snoop's. <laughs> Uh, Snoop's crushing it because like and it's crazy because like for like a simple endorsement I did this like weed bus thing a while ago the guy's like yeah we were going to team with Snoop or something but it would have been like 180,000 just for like a little endorsement I'm like Snoop's uh Snoop's deep in there yeah Yeah. they also actually so Seth Rogen um his his house plant brand is with Canopy as well and that uh it just came out to Alberta a few few months ago so that was really exciting for a Seth Rogen fans for sure very cool because I actually didn't know that he was doing that through mm-hmm. Canopy yeah wow yeah it's yeah I, cool. I have a lot of faith in them and I think their stock's just going to keep going up because it went down a fair amount that's when I bought it bought it up but I think it's going to keep going it was like 20 today um, yeah, yeah, I've been kind of watching because I've invested in a few companies as well and I watch the stocks and uh they seem to be doing pretty well comparatively. Uh, I won't uh, hold you to it, but is there anyone that you might, uh, any company that you've kind of think will do well, or is kind of doing well for you just in, overall? I, in terms of like cannabis quality, um, I have a couple favorite brands. So my favorite would probably be Good Buds. They're out in Salt Spring Island, BC. They're all organic and um, they just produce like really, really good quality. Quality is a problem in the Canadian cannabis market. A lot of like dry cannabis, uh, sticks, stems, shake. So the uh, I find that good buds, they just have like really, really good moisture content. The terps are there. Um, they've got some pretty cool genetics. So uh, I really like them. Quest is another one that I like. They're out in BC and they do... Uh, they do small batch craft cannabis and they have like a, I guess it's like some sort of mountain water running through their facility. That's supposed to be pH balanced perfectly for the cannabis plants. So they water it with these plants, but what I water it with these plants, I don't even know what I'm talking about. They water. The I got you. With this <laughs> um, and uh, I, they just, they have some strains that I really like and some pretty unique strains. So um, they've got some great genetics. So those would probably be my two favorite. And with the strains, what what are a couple of your favorites? Um, by by these companies or just or just in general, general or just, just like in sativa or indica or do you do you mix it throughout the day or? Yeah, I smoke everything depending. I kind of decide what I'm smoking based on what I'm doing. But if I were to pick my favorite strain, I think it would probably be wedding cake. Um, just like it's just a nice heavy indica, and I I just love it. So I'd say if I if I had to choose, like heavy indicas are kind of my favorite. But it just depends on what I'm doing. I hear you. Same way. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh my just got some of this heroin. I've never had before. Pretty heavy indica. I've never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like Googled. I was like, is this a real thing? So I was like, <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty pretty heavy indica. I've been just doing a nice little bit like the little bit of that at night, little bong bowl and soothe soothe it out that's awesome <laughs> i really like the name of it too like i would buy it based on the name yeah i was like like i said i had to double check i'm like oh some good stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thanks again for coming on today yeah no problem thanks for having me i appreciate it i'll have to have you on on my podcast sometime and talk about uh, the california market oh i'd love to yeah I'll, for sure <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat it up we'll chat it up 
Um, and I, I usually ask um, before we end it here, um, any advice, you know, I, I, whether it's in Canada, or the States or wherever, just to somebody like you were maybe when you were first getting into the business, when it was becoming recreational, or you were already kind of in it, what might be some advice you give to somebody trying to step into the business professionally? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, networking and knowledge is a big thing. So there's a there's so much to learn about cannabis. And, and I think like all of us in the industry are, are learning something new every day. So just keeping up on the knowledge and understanding the plant. And, um, and I think just networking with other people in the cannabis industry is a really great way to, to get in and to learn. I find, you know, you could read books and you could read on the internet, but there's something that you gain having a conversation with someone else who is passionate or knowledgeable about cannabis that you can't really get anywhere else. Like today for me. Exactly. That's why I was excited to have you on, learn more about the market where you are, you know? So yeah. point proven right there. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on and uh, we'll be talking soon and I'll be awesome. up on uh, Brandy's Baked. Perfect. Sounds good. I'll <laughs> chat with you soon. Take care. This is True Buzz, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this For my stoners, and for my cannabis enthusiasts Never heard a show as good as this, yeah, number one, it's the best Bringing in many special guests, in the industry of cannabis Business owners to growers, even artists you know of So sit back and just roll up, the perfect show for my smokers True Buzz